This episode is brought to you by needing to keep your eyes closed underwater so water doesn't shoot into your eyes. I can't be the only one, right? There is an idea of a Patrick Bateman. Some kind of abstraction. But there is no real me. Only an entity. Something illusory. And though I can hide my cold gaze, and you can shake my hand and feel flesh gripping yours, and maybe you can even sense our lifestyles are probably comparable, I simply am not there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. I am joined by Frank. <laughs> every every episode you are joined by me. All right, you know what? I thought we were going to do a whole thing of, like, I am joined by Frank and I am joined by Zach, but no, I, I guess... I guess I'm the fucking retard here. <laughs> Just didn't didn't get with the program, huh? Uh, go ahead. Zach. All right, Tell guys. So welcome talking. back. So today we are reviewing something that we have talked previously in the podcast. That we was this episode two. This was supposed to be episode two, and we recorded most of it. But dearest Frank forgot to watch the other half of the movie. I didn't forget. I just didn't have time. Oh well. How do you forget to watch <laughs> the other half of a movie? Well, I forget sometimes to do things. <laughs> yeah, but you're sitting down, you're watching a movie. I forget sometimes to pick up my <laughs> kids from school. <laughs> it happens. All right. Yeah, so we're we're reviewing a movie that before like couldn't really figure out like a way to put it out just because it didn't sound right. Because I was taking over most of it, and I just sound awful on my <laughs> own. So, yeah, so Zach, when Zach uh, speaks about film and it's all reliant, like solely <laughs> on him, on it's it, it was rough, and I was we just stopped and we were like, maybe we just should. I mean, there were so many times in the middle of that podcast where Zach would just be like, "What the fuck am I? What what the fuck did I just write? <laughs> where am I? Where at am right I? Now? What is this?" <laughs> So we were just like, maybe we should just scrap that one. I was, I was sweating profusely <laughs> during it, just because I was so nervous. Like, fuck, it's all on me. <laughs> but uh, we're going back at it. Uh, yeah. We're gonna do it again. So, um, so go ahead, Zach. Give yeah. Us the so, so we are doing Mary Heron's 2000 American Psycho, originally depicted from the book. Mm-hmm. So, I'll run down first, like the the characters involved. So. Your main character is Christian Bale, who plays Patrick Bateman. Uh, you have Jared Leto, who plays Paul Allen. You have Willem Dafoe, playing Detective Donald Kimball. Mm-hmm. And then the only other person I really put in was Chloe Sev... Sev... Sivkny? Mm-hmm. Sivkny. Chloe Sivkny. Okay. Playing like Jean, a disease. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you got Sivkny? <laughs> Get away from me, man. Don't Don't come near me. (laughs) So she plays Jean, the... uh, Jean. (laughs) The secretary. Yeah. Just like the most unattractive female name. A little bit. It's like the worst. It's like Agnes. (laughs) (laughs) Or Oomph. Bertha. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Bertha. Yeah, you just don't want that name as as a... No, nobody really wants that. No, because like there's certain names in in the English language that like you kind of like grow into. Like my mother's first name is Nancy. Mm -hmm. But like I don't... I can't imagine like an infant being called Nancy. Like it just sounds like an older woman's name. Then you grow into it. It's like, okay, that's Nancy. Yeah. But like Jean... You're stuck with yeah. that. <laughs> There's no right time for that name. <laughs> there really isn't. So, uh, I mean, Billie Jean, though, maybe. Not my lover. Not my lover. No. All right. So, Zach. You want to you wanna give the synopsis of the movie? Yeah. Zach? So, uh, this film is about uh, Patrick Bateman, and he's basically 
he's kind of like in like the well. I wouldn't really call them the one percenters, but they're kind of like the he's wannabe one percenters. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, well, that's exactly what they are. And basically, uh, you kind of like when when the film opens up, you're kind of just about with him. And he's going through like his morning routine and he kind of like talks about how how much he cares about himself. And then and the entire film is basically based on like kind of one upping your friends or they're not even friends, whatever you would call them. Just one upping each other, like whoever that you have acquaintances with, Mm -hmm. you try to one up them. And basically, everyone's kind of like in the midst of their own lives, and no one's really paying attention to them uh, to anybody else. They only care about themselves. It's a very self-centered uh, group of people that we're following. And Bateman kind of just starts going insane, and he kind of daydreams and thinks about just murdering everybody. Yeah. Um. And he kind and it, it's kind of implied that. I mean, the movie is leaves you hanging where it's like, did he do it? Did he not do it? We don't really know. And then you're kind of just following him throughout the movie, just kind of analyzing people, analyzing situations, talking about himself and how he thinks he's better than everybody, but he's really not. Yeah. Uh, and then and then murdering people. And like, it's kind of like the boiling point. Like the movie is kind of building up to this, this like he's thinking about it. He's doing, he wants to do what he wants to do it. And then he finally does it. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just, I mean, towards the end of the movie, he just can't stop killing people. Like he's just murdering everybody that he sees. Yeah. And he, he gets to the point where it's like, he's so unstable that like, he doesn't know right from wrong. And he says a line too, like after, I think he murders the, the homeless man where he's getting like, just tanning in the bed where he says, I think my mask of sanity is about to slip. Mm-hmm. And I like the contrast because it's, they do it throughout the entire movie where he does like this inner monologue of just saying like how much he hates humanity and how like he's going insane and he knows that he's going insane and like his bloodlust is becoming more and more aggressive. And he says like my night bloodlust is starting to bleed into the day, but he's doing such mundane things. while it's all happening like just working out or like putting on like facial masks or getting like a tan right it's 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 a weird he's he's definitely an odd character to be following because he he isn't really likable in any way i mean at least in my opinion so like obviously obviously it's an opinion right so if i mean if you think that he's a likable character okay but for me it's like He's very, they're all, everybody in this movie, he's no different than anybody else in this film, right? Like, they're all self-centered. They all think that they are better than one another, like, specifically him. Like, he, he truly, truly believes that everybody that he surrounds himself with is like stupid, you know, whatever, like, whatever it may be. Like, he thinks that he is way, way on, on a higher pedestal than they are. And, but because but, it's in a weird he's in a weird spot where he acknowledge so like everybody else in the in the movie is so self-centered mm-hmm. and they're just kind of in their own little world while he is fully aware that everybody is so uh, you know so self-centered yeah but he also can't detach himself from it. So, like, he, he, like, does detach himself from it because he's, like, saying, you know, uh, he, he's talking about how, 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 ba- how much better he is than everybody. And, mm-hmm. and, and, he, and he realizes, you know, everything that is going on. He understands that, like, the satire of the, of the entire film. But he also is obsessed with, you know, looking the best, yeah. wearing the most expensive, uh, expensive suit, 
driving the nicest car, having the most money, whatever it may be. So he's in like this weird like limbo kind of where he acknowledges that he knows that this stuff kind of isn't really important and it's all very much like a materialistic thing. Mm -hmm. But he is also obsessed with it. Yeah, absolutely. And he even goes on to to like say like he 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 makes like this point to like while he's in the car with like Evelyn where he even says he's listening to like the Huey Lewis album mm-hmm. and she tells him like hey why don't you quit your job like you're you don't like it there you don't like the people there you hate everything about it why not just quit and he says like a line that was kind of like a throwaway line but it's very meaningful to like his whole persona where he says because I want to fit in right and like you said like he acknowledges the fact that like he is kind of a scumbag but he also gets so aggressively pissed off when like anybody else is doing like a little bit better than him right so i mean like a perfect example of that is the infamous business card scene right like when everybody kind of is throwing out their business cards and they're all just trying to one-up one another with the type of paper that it was printed on the the color of the ink how much it costs whatever it may be right Mm -hmm. and excuse me uh it's just it's it's in a weird you yeah he's just like obsessed with it like i mean specifically that scene where it's almost like like a like a western, right? Where everyone like the music Doing the draw. Yeah, like everyone's just kind of like like the music really changes up and like every it kind of goes in like slow motion and there's like these heavy like the 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 um the sounds, the noises that they use in the movie where like when when people actually kind of like show their card it kind of is like this metal clunking noise of like putting people to a halt. Yeah. And it's like and then they can't stop staring at it, right? And then they like B- Bateman is literally sweating, like he's oh, yeah. actually sweating. And when he picks it up and he's shaking, he's shaking and right? Like it's it. it's insane, like on how much this crap matters. And I mean, I I think that really is the point of the film, at least from my perspective. Like I understand that the murder psychopath aspect of the film mm-hmm. for is is definitely what propels this film yeah and because i mean if that aspect of the movie wasn't really in it for me this movie would be pretty fucking boring i just <laughs> don't like for me personally well, yeah because it would just be a guy that like is trying to one-up everybody right and it's just like okay i don't care about it that much um but i also for me i acknowledge that i don't think that the murdering aspect of the film is really the main point of the film Mm-hmm. The main point of the film for me is the satire part, like the whole thing about consumerism and uh, having just the best of the best and one upping, uh, you know, one upping all of them. And then, you know, he, he's in a weird spot where like everybody is so self-centered that he gets confused multiple times for, uh, by people yeah. for other people. So like they'll just call him the, the wrong name. They, they call him Paul Allen. Like yeah, they call six him or like, seven times, right? And he's I just like, "I'm like not Paul Allen," or something like and that. And yeah, they call him. They they call him a few different names. I mean, like at the end of the movie, when he's talking to his lawyer, his lawyer doesn't even know who he is. Yeah, and you know what I mean. So it's like I think that's more of the point of the film, opposed to the actual like psychopathic murdering aspect of it. Although again, that is kind of like what makes the movie so enjoyable, yeah. at least for my, I mean, that's kind of like the, po- the point in which the movie like really grabs my attention is when he and Gene are at his apartment 
and oh, with the nail gun. Yeah, like that whole scene. First off, I think that is an excellent, excellent uh, like scene to show like tension building. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's really is like the boiling point where like everything is just starting to like erupt because at that point in the movie, this is kind of like the the start of when he just is losing complete control of himself and yeah. he kind of just need, he just can't stop killing people. And I mean, when he opens up the, the freezer and the head is in there oh, yeah. and, and all that, I mean like that really is like where for me, where like the, the film really, really hooks it, it, you know, sinks its teeth into me and I'm like, okay, I can't like look away now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for the first hour, I'm kind of just like whatever about this movie. Yeah. Cause you, it's just a slow build of like him kind of going insane and, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, like right after they show like the business cards is when he has the first murder that's shown on screen of the homeless man and the mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. Which again, man. Why you, gotta, why you got to kill the dog? You know, we were doing really good <laughs> yeah, we with were. like movies without <laughs> killing animals, but <laughs> yeah. here and I then, fucking go. And one one interesting aspect about Bateman is how almost, uh, I think, that, and this kind of plays into the part where he believes that he is better than other people is he kind of memorizes uh like critics reviews and just like just things right it, it almost seems like he's like reading articles and then memorizing those articles and then he'll bring up something he'll be like hey do you know uh Whitney Houston's album and then they're like uh yeah be whatever and then he goes well i believe that this song is the greatest song it's the most powerful song and blah blah, blah. and he's just going on and he's just yeah. and he's just like it's almost like it's just like you know he's just reciting or just like throwing up everything that he's just, you know, memorized to make himself seem like more intelligent and more educated than he really is. Than he, he does really that is. too with like restaurants. And he does it with restaurants. He does it with like the the whole thing with like Huey uh, Lewis in the news when he kills Jared Leto's. Yeah. Whatever, and then he does Paul. Uh, Genesis too with the two hookers. Right. Which is cool because I like Genesis. And then also, you know, when, I mean, in the beginning of the movie, he's, uh, or yeah, he's talking about how we need to like, you know, we need to save homeless people. We need to get them out of the streets and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then, then he goes, he kills and then he goes and he murders them, right? So, I mean, yeah, he's a walking contradiction. But, I mean, that line in which he is delivering that very, you know, hopeful speech kind of, mm-hmm. it it doesn't seem real. It right? doesn't it, seem it, genuine. No, it just seems like he read this uh, in a newspaper or something. Like a journalist wrote about this and then he just memorized a small paragraph of it. And then he just regurgitates it to everybody. Yeah. And it's I, just like, I, I get it. Like. I don't know. It's an interesting character, uh, like little tr- like thing that he has about himself. But I think that going when when you when you open up when you open up with him at that point, and then where you end up with him at that point, mm-hmm. it's two completely separate characters. Well, it, for me, it's almost just like it's not though. For me, I feel differently. I feel like it, it. He's actually just this. Like you go through this entire film, mm-hmm. and look, I do like this movie. Yeah, but I do kind of feel like there are some faults with it. Where I feel like you kind of go through this entire movie, and then nothing is really gained. Like you don't. Like he, there is really no arc for him because he, literally the last line is saying that this confession doesn't matter. Yeah. So like he's kind of implying that no matter you know all of this, everybody everybody in their is so self centered in their own world that it doesn't matter. Even if he truly did go out and murder all these people, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have mattered because everybody in this movie is just so like cookie cutter and replaceable. So like. I don't know. Like, I feel like at the, the the end line, although I think it's a fantastic end line, mm-hmm. and I think that this movie, 
you know, when this movie was made in 2000, I mean, this movie still holds up today oh, yeah, about absolutely. like what it's about, like the whole consumerism thing. I mean, that whole aspect of it is still very much like the white collar, you know, work your way up a corporate ladder type deal mm-hmm. and then surround yourself with people that you hate just because you just want to sh- flaunt and show off your money and, you know, show show off that you can get reservations at a restaurant that doesn't fucking matter, you know? Like that aspect of it, I think, still does hold tried and true today. But I almost feel like you're and maybe I mean, I don't know for maybe for some people, that's almost a plus. Maybe for some people, that's kind of like the point of the movie. But for me, it's kind of just like, oh, we started off here and we kind of ended here. And everything in the middle didn't matter. See, that's where that's where I differ with you, because I I like the fact that there was no real resolution throughout the entire movie like the fact that, like you said, consumerism and just the corporate yuppies of it all, there there really is no like differentiation between them. Because no, they all look the same. They all look the same. They all dress the same. And all of them get each other confused, which is why like it plays a big role in like the whole investigation of like Paul Allen's death mm-hmm. after, you know, Patrick Bateman kills him. Right. But they kind of played off where it's like, oh, like he had dinner with like Mike Haffisberger or something like that the the night of the murder. Meanwhile, it was really him. It's just right. nobody could fucking differentiate them. Right. So I like the idea in which they're saying like none of these people have their own identity. Even so, too, after he kills Paul Allen and like he's dragging him through the fucking lobby and the security guard doesn't bat an eye and then he dumps it into the taxi driver's back seat and his one friend comes over and is like, oh, my God, where did you get that bag? It's so lovely. That's the, that's the guy that, like, is, like, yeah. he has, like, the weird gay thing going on with him, right? That's that same yeah, guy? Yeah, he's got a crush on him. Yeah. That oh. was a weird scene. <laughs> it, was, it was slightly uncomfortable just because it's, like, like how, that, Dude, that's Batman. Nowhere. Why are you kissing? You can't kiss Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, though. Christian Bale, eat a fucking Snickers bar or something, man. Make everybody else feel better. Dude, he's so jacked. I know. <laughs> you know what? You know what was weird though. Like during the the infamous chainsaw scene, uh. he's naked. But like, why is he wearing shoes? Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I, I did notice that. And I and I also noticed that like the first time that they show him running down the hallway, I think he's just wearing like skin colored shorts. And then, <laughs> and then, like, they kind of, like, you know, she's running whatever she's running around mm-hmm. and whatever, and then they cut back, and then he's, like, fully naked. But I think, yeah, I think he's just wearing skin-colored shorts. I think it's just because he has, like, the biggest dong. So, like, they're like, yeah, I think <laughs> he's it's flopping around. <laughs> so Christian, we... We don't know what to do for this scene. What, is it, like, my acting? Like, am I not getting aggressive enough? No, it's just your dick. It's just, <laughs> it's just everywhere. It's just, yeah, all in the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll um, I'll see what I can do. I'll stand outside in the cold, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. Like, but that that is a great scene. Like, yeah, the chainsaw then, scene is kind of is really cool. The, the one thing that I did notice though is in this movie they never really show any of the murders. For the like they a lot of like the earlier and like middle ones. Like even when he's um. He's talking with, like, the model after the club, mm-hmm. and they get into the taxi, yeah. and then it shows the next scene of him just playing with a lock of her hair. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, the other woman that is walking down the street, and they say hello, and then she just kind of, like, looks over. Because that's the thing, too, is, like, it, it's almost like a Ted Bundy situation, and he brings it up, too, with Gene. But because Ted Bundy was renowned for being, like, more of, like, a handsome man, 
and then that kind of like lured him to get women and then kill them. So it's almost kind of a similarity where Patrick Bateman is a handsome man, so he's kind of using that to his advantage, at least to kill women. Because mm-hmm. he, he really only kills women in the movie besides like Paul Allen, which he staged a whole thing for, and then the homeless man, but like that was a dark alley, so he could get away with it. Right. Everybody else was a woman, and he kind of like used that to his advantage of like, hey, look at me, like I'm handsome, I have money, why don't you come back to my place? And then it's just an easy way to murder. Right. So it, it kind of plays into like, like I said, the similarity to Ted Bundy where he's using it to get the way that he wants to kill. Yeah. Shut up, Frank. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know what I, we didn't mention too, which I really wanted to touch on, was the, the opening title scene. Really, really cool. Where he's like doing his morning routine? No, no, no! Like before that. Oh, you, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, you yeah, see, yeah. Like, the blood dripping. Yeah. You know then, what I want to touch on? The the end credits music was so out of place. Right. It was like so weird. Like the music was so it. odd, and I'm I was like, listening to it, and I was like, why is like Biggie Smalls <laughs> playing right now? <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. I was like, why did they choose that? I know. And it's like the beat was just like so. I don't know. Like you would think that it would have been more of like like a slower darker type like song yeah. because like spe- specifically you know with with his end line being so you know hopeless mm-hmm. and and dark you would think that, that, that they would go for like you know something to leave you in that mood but then they're like no nah, let's let's have them leave on a high note with <laughs> just like it would have been so much better too if they played something like i can't see me loving nobody <laughs> but you <laughs> yeah like it was, i don't know it's just a weird choice but the opening the opening credits is really cool yeah and i, and I really 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 do like the opening scene yes, where you were you first out. when you're first with bateman and then you know, he's like going through his like uh, morning routine and he's doing like the face mask and he's doing like all of his exercising and all that. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. There's an idea of Patrick Bateman yeah. and he goes on like the whole spiel and then it it goes basically because I, I can't memorize the entire thing. But he says, why not, the, Zach? Shut up. I did it the first time because I read it off to you. <laughs> but he's he says, I simply am not there at the yeah. very end. And right. it, it's true. Like for the most part. But. I'm going to run down, like, some fun facts first, and then I want to touch on, like, one other thing. Okay. Um, so, a couple of fun facts. So, David Cronenberg was originally signed on to, like, direct this movie. Okay. And he originally wanted it to be where it's, like, the very end scene was going to be, like, this whole musical number. Oh, God. You remember in, like, The Shape of Water, like, how yeah. there's that weird dance music number? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> kind of. Ah. That, that would have been weird to the movie. Another thing, too, it took eight years to make this movie. I didn't know that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was offered first for the role as Patrick Bateman, which but I'm actually... Leonardo DiCaprio was just, just can't, like, was just not physically be able to do it, I don't think. No. Like, I mean, just He just doesn't have, like, because the whole point of this is for him to be, like, so physically fit. Leonardo DiCaprio just just has, like, the most dad bod. I and, I, and I mean, like, even in 2000, like, yeah. he, he, he kind of went through that transition of just, like, super skinny, scrawny guy mm-hmm. to then just kind of <laughs> chubby. Like, and that's just kind of where he is now. A little bit. And yeah, I don't know, unless he, like, really just, like, aggressively worked out, like, crazy, which, of course, he could have. Well, that's what Christian Bale did. Well, yeah, like, of course, man. Christian Bale's body transformations in almost all of his films are absolutely insane. I mean, you look at him when... You look at him from, like, Batman to... What was that other movie? The Machinist? Yes. And then you, he's just so skinny. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, his one of his most recent films, uh, he played... Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, my God. I can't think of his name. 
But yeah, no, I, I know what you're got talking like about. Chubby, like, yeah, he he got like chubby. He got like really, really, really heavy. And then like less than a year later, he's in Ford versus Ferrari and he's like super just normal again. I mean, yeah. it's really just like insane what he's doing to his what body. he does to his body. And I mean, he's I mean, honestly, Christian Bale is a very, very, very good actor. He like is. really, really good. And he's so, so dedicated. And he I mean, I guess you would probably consider him like a method actor of, uh, in, you know, in some aspect. He's mm-hmm. definitely a method actor. But uh yeah, I mean, he I mean, for sure like when you're watching this movie, you can absolutely kind of see like the Bruce Wayne aspect. A little bit, yeah. I mean, he actually weirdly modeled Patrick Bateman off of Tom Cruise. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't know exactly why, but like he modeled him off the of The whole movie just talking about Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not even in Scientology anymore. Well, not anymore, but no. in 2000 he definitely yeah, was. <laughs> and then um they had to cut like 18 seconds of the movie. 18 seconds. 18 seconds of the movie, specifically the the prostitutes sex scene mm. because that was the difference between getting it an R rating R and X. getting it yeah. Yeah. Mm. So makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean not really, but cuz it wasn't that serious, but it's not quite the degree of uh what was the movie Taxi Driver? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's not quite to that degree, but I mean, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go and murder someone afterwards. <laughs> I do really like though that threesome scene because like when when she when she's himself. trying to like no 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 like when when he murders them with oh, the chainsaw yeah, yeah. because the prostitute is like trying to slink away mm-hmm. and then the girl is kind of like, you know, She's having like the the the, the uh, euphoria moment where you know she's kind of just like oh uh uh and then all of a sudden her screams just become like horrific and then you see like the blood uh, sh- uh, sheets yes. starting to form and then he like looks up at her and he's got like blood like coming down his chin and then she's like oh shit right <laughs> and then like when she ru- first off that fucking apartment building it's or a- well the apartment that they're in is like. Like I don't know, like it, it was like a maze. Like she's just running through all these doors, and I'm just yeah. like, well, I'm like, how big is this fucking place? It's one of those ones where it's like there's two doors to a room, and they both lead to like a different room. Yeah, it was just so weird. Um, and then you know when when she though when she, when she is in the bathroom and she sees like the dead body, yeah, and then she kicks him in the face, and he's, he's like, like, not the fucking face, <laughs> anything but the fucking face. And then he, I mean, it, it, that's just like it's a really great scene. That whole scene is great. Yeah, I really like when Christian Bale is going like full insane in this movie mm-hmm. you know what too people actually like when he got cast for this role people left a shit ton of messages saying like hey this is career suicide because they assumed that like him playing like this insanity role and like if it didn't turn out that well right it would just like plummet him where nobody would want to like work with him again but well, i mean I'm, it, I'm glad he did it yeah i know <laughs> obviously it worked out in the end yeah but um you want, to, you want to talk about now, like, did he or didn't he kill? Yeah. Because I I kind of feel at the very, very end of the movie, because it's really left up to you to decide. I feel that, like, he didn't actually murder anyone, and it was all in his head. He's just, like, very mentally unstable I think as a person. I, 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 I almost feel like it's not really so much left up. Up to us, I feel like it is kind of pretty clear that they that he didn't kill anybody. For me, anyway, I'm just thinking like when, yeah, I don't know. Like you, you could argue that you know Paul when when the lawyer says that he uh, like he had dinner with Paul. Paul's definitely much alive. I mean, you could obviously say that he probably didn't really have dinner with Paul because everyone is just getting mixed up with everybody and nobody knows who anybody is anymore. That's true. So I mean, you could say that maybe he really didn't have dinner with Paul, but. And I don't you know. have like the the ATM at the end of like feed me the stray cat. Mm-hmm. 
and then just like him on the the shooting spree and the car just explodes. Oh my I love that scene so he, even much. he looks at the gun he's like what the fuck yeah he's like did this gun really do that yeah and yeah. then he's just I love it too because like he's going through the the law office building yeah. and like he's like hey I'm working on the midnight oil huh and like shoots him and yeah. then like runs through and does like the little roundabout and the custodian comes out and he comes through again and like shoots him and then goes back out yeah so and then even to like at the end when Gene's looking through like his notebook right and, like, and I think that's I think that's kind of like the main thing is to like. It, it's all just fantasies. Like, everything that he was having was all just, like, thoughts that he was having, right? He was just drawing these, like, you know, very disturbing images of body parts and, and whatnot. Uh, and it's, like, very, like, sexually charged. And it was just really, you know, it's all, like, really just weird stuff that he's drawing. But I believe that that's kind of just how he was getting his fix. Yeah, almost like it, it wasn't, like, a physical need to like kill but like a mental need yeah. to like think about it and right. then it just kind of like projected into his life right but i mean he i would argue that he did truly believe that he was murdering people oh yeah he definitely believes that it he because, def- that he really was and then i love to like the the small little snippets throughout the movie where it's like you know at the beginning when he's with the bartender and it's loud, and she turns her back, and he says, like, oh, you ugly bitch, I'm going to cut off your tits. Right, And yeah. then, like, when he's in the dry cleaners, is like, you fucking asshole, I'll kill you. Yeah. But she can't speak English that well. Right. So, like, he does this throughout the movie, and it's placed very well where it's, like, he's aware that they're not paying attention, and he can kind of just, like, say what he wants. Right. And be who he really feels like he is. But it also plays another point, too, where it's, like, it could just be all imaginary. Right, because you don't know if he's actually even saying that. Yeah, because nobody is really listening to him. So who's to say that like he's just thinking it in his head, but he's actually like he thinks he's saying it out loud. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think this. I feel like the book is probably a better way to to describe like everything. Well, the well, book I has think... like a very weird ending because my brother Matt like read it, and I don't remember exactly what it is, but like it it's a very different ending to like what the movie is. Yeah. I haven't read the book, but I, I do feel like, I feel like this type of story where I don't know, like I just feel like this type of story specifically would be better reading it. And you would have more of like a grounded, like where you are at, you know, like where you are in, in, is this real? Is this fake? Is this not? But I mean, obviously like when it comes to a movie that, you know, that adds like a fun little element where it's like, we don't know what's going on. Um, and you know, for, I feel like for the most part, I do enjoy it. I, I definitely enjoy it in other films where like, you know, you're left to, you know, like Shutter Island. You're like, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I wanted to do Shutter Island. Shutter Island's a good movie. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like for this for this movie or this story specifically, I think that reading it would probably be the better way to go. But I don't not to say that this movie isn't good. Like this movie is definitely a good movie, and I I do encourage you to watch it. Um, it's it's definitely interesting. But again, I don't kind of like what I said earlier. Like I do feel like the murder aspect of it isn't really even the point of the film. Mm-hmm. The point of the film for me is like the whole like social satire part of the consumerism and all that, like the wall street guys. Yeah. And I think that like those two, it's balanced pretty well in the movie. It is. 
I don't know. I'm just I'm in like a weird like spot with this movie. That's why too like it works so much better for this format because when we originally did it and going scene by scene like there there's a lot of scenes in the movie where like nothing is really going on other than them partying. So like for yeah, us for, yeah. to be able to like kind of deep dive into more of like the weirder crazier scenes helps out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I really enjoy this movie. I do, too. It's, I do. I, I do. Like, I do. I, I, incur, like, I remember. You know what? You know what I think this movie is for me? It's it's a movie that the first time that I watched it, I was like, this was incredible. Yes. And then after you watch it, like, four or five times, it's like, it's good. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's <laughs> still me, a pretty good movie. For me, that's, like, what it is. Like, I, I understand that there's, you know, like, a lot of people say this is, like, a masterpiece film and, and you know, all that. And, and I get it. I, I, I totally understand. But for me personally, it's, I, like, the first time that I watched it, I was like, this is absolutely incredible. I've never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really, really cool. And then the ending is so, like, it kind of, like, it leaves you where you're just like, I don't know what to think about it. And then... After I watched it six times, it's like, all right, maybe not so much, but it's still good. So you want to watch American Psycho two now with <laughs> the woman, the the, yeah, the with woman Mila version? Kunis, no, where she like she kills in a sorority or something. I don't or it, at a college. It, dude, I saw that on Amazon Prime, and I was just like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? It's a continuation. To is it? it? Yeah, but I don't know if it's supposed to be like his daughter or like it's supposed to be somebody he's related to or just somebody completely different. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed really weird. Is is it Mina Kunis? Kuh- yeah, it is. Really? Yeah. I don't know. You want to check it out? Not really. All maybe right. maybe when we do bad movies. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's probably it has to be bad. You want to just watch it and then not talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, anything else about American Psycho? No, I think that's it, bud. Yeah. Um, I do though. I I feel like I'm. I feel like I. I feel like I wasn't. My intention wasn't to like make this movie sound not good and i hope i like i didn't come across that way because i do again i really do like the movie it's a it's a i just don't movie. love it love it yeah it it sits in like the the good category it's good it almost to me feels like it's it's one of the, like the cult classics i do i do i would i would say that i think it is kind of like in like the cult classy thing because i mean look again it, it was adapted from the novel and i don't believe look like the dialogue isn't like amazing it's not like anything crazy like there are there are some really really good like uh you know little uh like one-liners, one-liners and stuff that they have in the movie and whatnot but and like, like the the camera movements aren't like fantastic it's not like it's not like oh my god this movie was gorgeously shot or anything like that the like chainsaw scene was the only one that had like very dramatic camera right. shots so i mean you know it's a good movie it's 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 a decent story and yeah. i think patrick bateman as a character is is in definitely an, it's it's an interesting character study and it's it's interesting to see him go down the rabbit hole of insanity and and i do appreciate that so again like i i like the movie i just it's not <laughs> but i hate it i just don't love it no 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 i don't hate the movie at yeah. all i just don't absolutely love it it's 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 in that category for me where it's it's a good movie like if it's on TV, I would probably watch it. Yeah. If I have something else to watch, I would probably watch <laughs> something else. But it's not bad by any means. Would you watch Watchmen? I do. I like the Watchmen. But who watches, but who the, Watchmen watches the Watchmen when you're watching the Watchmen? Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a Watchman? <laughs> <laughs> Comma in between. <laughs> oh, that's it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, I have to go return some videotapes. Mm. Very good, Zachary. Very good. <laughs>